Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. This is a very exciting adventure because we are lassoing many, many people who are all going to be a part of the Coho Summerfest in 2018, which is going to run from June 28th through July 22nd at Coho Productions. Any production that you hear about during this podcast, you can learn more about and get tickets at cohoproductions.org. And first in the group of interviews is Saida Trujillo, who is a part, well, not a part, actually. She wrote this piece and will be performing it, and it's going to be directed by Jessica Wallenfels, Win the War or Tell Me a Story, which will be performing June 28th through July 1st. Hi, Saida. It's so nice to have you today. Hi, Susanna. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, I worked recently with Jessica Wallenfels, and she just lights up when she talks about this project. Can you describe a little, a little bit for everybody? Yes. Yeah, so this piece is um, a piece that I wrote. It's about Palestine because I lived and worked in Palestine um, about five years ago. I moved there, and then since then I've been back. Uh, and it really changed everything for me. It changed, uh, it made me look at my own history in terms of war, and it made me really take a closer look at the effects of war mm-hmm. on people and community. And um, came this piece that is really about, it, it asks how do we, if we ever win war. Um, and, you know, it's about the body and how we carry stories in the body. And, and Jessica Wallenfeld is, even though I wrote the piece, she's really, she's really also an author of the piece because mm. when we are rehearsing together, she's, she owns it. You know, she's not afraid to really take it. And I really appreciate that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about that. I'm curious uh, because I wonder this myself. What's it like to live in Palestine on a day-to-day basis? What does it look aesthetically like? I lived in the north um, of occupied Palestine uh, in Janine refugee camp. And um, the Freedom Theater is there. So I originally went there to work with the Freedom Theater um, to teach voice. Uh, They have have an acting program that's three years long. And so I went there specifically to work with with the actors uh, in the school. And then that became a lot of other things. I work with children and women. And so how is it? It's beautiful. Palestine is beautiful land. Um, It's beautiful people. And for me, you know, I come from, uh, my parents are from Guatemala. So in terms of the poverty or just people living simply, that wasn't strange to me. So I think I felt at home in a way because, I recognized a lot of things in terms of just being with the land, you know, and living very simply. Mm. Um, so it's it's beautiful land, and people are very generous, and they are fully um, they are they're radiant in a way. And mm. this surprised me as I learned what it meant, because I was really naive when it went. I didn't really know what the conflict in the Middle East was. So as I really learned what it even meant to be in this refugee camp, 
which has become a city. You know, it's a it's it started as a camp and it is a camp, but it's it's like a it's like a packed, compact place. A lot of people live there and they manage, you know, and there's a lot of life and there are markets and there are and it's rough. And then you hear about the army came the other night and took my brother or, uh, you know, so it's these things are, are normal and and people's reaction is their resilience is something I have never seen at this level. Their their how, how is pain the land? And anger and joy and it is amazing to me how it all exists in one body, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. How's the the land demarcated? How do you know when you're in the camp or out? Um so there are checkpoints. There are about 600 checkpoints around Occupy Palestine. So really, once you're inside, for example, when I was in Janin, I, I mean, I, as a foreigner, could go in and out. So there are checkpoints, and that's how you know. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for Palestinians. You know, Occupy Palestine is divided into three sections, A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And what this means is what, what Israel's... Um, uh, control is over these areas. So they have, they have, um, C is the biggest area and they have occupied Palestine and it's the area where people who live in this area have the, the least um, amount of control over their, over their livelihood. So they cannot, if they have, if they want to build, they have to ask for a permit, which mm-hmm. never gets given that you know so they go in circles kind of thing mm. um so when i'm there so with people there pretty stay and if they want to go somewhere it's really a big it's an ordeal mm-hmm. and and that's when really uh, but i was there so i didn't you know once i was there i decided well i i don't want to be traveling back and forth to what they call 48 land which is israel you know mm-hmm. um and I just pretty much stayed, and except when I had to travel, if I went through, you can only travel out of Tel Aviv, or if you go through the through the board uh, in Amman, you know, then that's when I would go. But once I understood what was really happening, I kind of stayed within the the parameters that they also have, um, which is the you know the the real question to answer that is checkpoints. Mm-hmm. So and. So yeah. you lived within the confines of that conflict, and this is a pretty big question, but then, as you said, when you came, you were rather naive about the conflict. How did you interpret it as you left and learned more about what that conflict is? And then how, in regard to your peace, uh, what does it mean to resist the forces that perpetuate hate and domination in the world because you were living within that confine, which is a representation of that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, what I learned, it, 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 it was through being with, the, with people who don't talk about it as a thing or, or it's just a normal thing, the occupation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned about it through my work. Uh, for example, I would be coaching, you know, there was a, a young student who had finished the program and he wrote a play and his play had been accepted to a festival in Belgium. And he said, 
will you help me with the voice and movement of the piece? And I said, sure. So I went to see a rehearsal and he, um, he's translating what the actors are saying. And you know what, what this young actor is, the monologue he's speaking is about how he's a 24 year old man who has never seen the ocean. And in the monologue, he's saying, this is my ocean, you know, Mm. and the ocean, you know, as I'm there, I'm thinking, wow, the ocean is literally over this mountain, Mm. you know, and he's never seen it. And so it, to me, those moments where I felt, um, I I don't know how to understand. And it made me ask even about my work where here, if I'm coaching an actor doing a monologue, that is dramatic and it might be tragic and it might be, you know, all of those things that we work with in the theater here. I may, you know, I'm just going to talk about the tactics, you know, how do you, what, how do you get what you want? How do you know? Mm. And here, yes, he's an actor, but when we walk out of that theater, this is also his life. Mm -hmm. He's never seen the ocean and he's right. This is his ocean, you know? Mm. And so then it just really made me, wow, I don't understand this. And yet these people are teaching me so much because they are not, yes, they are angry, but they are not dead. They are not bitter. They are not, they're joyful. They're generous. Like their spirit has not been killed. So, mm. you know, it's, I don't know if that answers your question, but in my story, it made me look at my own parents and, and, how they came from war and what it has meant for our family to be. And it's not a comparison, you know, at all, mm-hmm. but it just made me really look at internal war and made me look at, uh, unfortunately just war is everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, and how we, um, if we focus on winning or if we focus on living and what I learned in Palestine is that the only option they have or one, which they've chosen, I think is to resist by, not by keeping their joy, you know, mm-hmm. and that to me is still a puzzle. <laughs> it's like, wow, how, how I, being back in the U.S., I forget that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worried and, tra- you know, I'm angry that there's traffic when I'm down in L.A. I'm, <laughs> and, you know, the simplest things. And then it's like, wow, that's so stupid. <laughs> I think it's those tiny, small joys that can keep you happy in the world, no matter where you are and when you when you make it your business to keep focusing on those things, then those larger wars, no matter what they are, with your family, with the traffic, they 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 kind of float to to the backstory way way back. Yeah, and that's uh, we could talk for hours <laughs> about this subject, and I'm so sorry to uh, to see that it's already been our allotted time, and I'm grateful that you could take the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope that um, I'm really excited about bringing the show to Portland and I hope that people make it out to the theater and yep. I hope you come. I will really look forward to it and I hope I'll get a chance to meet you too. Yes, I All look right. forward to that. Thank you again and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You too. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes, where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.